And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With that time, Jersey. Ah, yes. The NFL Combine, when the entirety of the world's, at least the country's most powerful sport and sports organization, descends on Indianapolis for some reason to bring the entire world to measure hands. Oh, it's beautiful. How can you not be romantic about the NFL Combine? Now, I'm not there, and Seth Kaiser isn't there, but Nate Taylor, you're in beautiful Indianapolis right now. Tell me, how big are your hands? Um, so, I kid you not, I've seen every hand of every other fellow reporter because that's all we're doing let me let me let me slowly high five Ooh, impressive hey give me a ball toss me a ball real quick um there's it there's a great energy um i hope people understand this reference but josh the nfl combine is Back! Back! Oh! Yes! Oh! We are back! Um... You want my first story, fellas? I've yes! Saved, I've yes. saved this just for the podcast. I was in an establishment that may serve alcohol. It was dimly lit. Oh, gosh. And this man walked towards my direction. And we exchanged eye contact, and I knew in that moment what my one question for this individual was going to be. Do you want to guess who this person was, or do you want me to just tell you right now? I want to know, and then I'm going to guess the question. Okay, I'm going to play the other games. I'm going to guess the person. Let's go. Dan oh, Campbell. Oh, God, he would, have been a, he would have been an incredible mm. choice, but unfortunately it was not him. He is tied to the team. Mm. He's tied to the team. I will give you. I will, if it was Eric Bieniemy, I'd know about it. It's not Eric. It's not Bien-Ami. Eric Bieniemy. Hold on, hold on. Is Matt Nagy there? Matt Nagy is there, but he 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 was not this man. Hmm. Seth, just rip, rip a name out of a hat. Rip a name. Associate with it was Clark Hunt at a dimly lit establishment. <laughs> <laughs> so. Having a having a nice canned Bud Light, y'all. Yeah, that oh. would have been. That's like Nate would have risked it all to report that. <laughs> Nate would have been like, "Sorry, I'm posting. I'm writing an article with a picture, Clark. This is gonna cost me my career, but it's worth it." <laughs> so, in a New York Giants pullover, Mike Kafka and I saw one another. Oh. oh. To which I congratulated this man. Uh, I congratulated this man on his promotion to New York Giants Office of Coordinator. And uh, Seth, what was the question I asked this man that I have been 
waiting, dying to ask. And he <laughs> and he knew it was coming too. He knew it. Oh. Um man, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many directions to go. Um were you calling the plays last year, Mike? Oh <laughs> <laughs> now. Excellent choice, sir. Um, okay, I do want to. I do want to go ahead and make my guess now. Actually, sure, now that we're here. Sure, <coughs> Mike, did you get it put in your contract with the Giants <laughs> that you get to call the plays? That's how they do it around these parts. Uh, I love you, boys. I, I I love you. I love our audience. By the way, uh, this officially kicks off the. 2022 offseason. So let me let me paint the picture real quick. I paint it. have a beverage in my hand. Mike Kafka has just walked into the area that I am in in the dimly lit establishment. He is yet to uh perhaps order a beverage of choice. But we see one another. It's a it's a lovely handshake. Um it's some nice pleasantries. He tells me how excited he is about the opportunity to, you know, be with the Giants. And it's all led to this moment. And I look this man in, in the eyes and he's he's kind of grinning. <laughs> and I'm like, so, Mike. Are you ready to call some plays, my man? <laughs> <laughs> and the laugh. You got so close. <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, you ready to call some plays? And, and it's just, um, we laughed. We hugged it out. It was, it was, it was wonderful. And it was the first night. It was Tuesday night, uh, the, the day I arrived. And you could just feel like the energy of, of getting back to a normal NFL offseason where, I don't know from your guys' perspectives, the, the rumors have not flown off the handle just yet but i think i think mm-hmm. the moment people get on planes all hell gonna break loose in this league y'all and i'm <laughs> i just but but to just see people talking and connecting dots and going through scenarios um has been really fascinating uh i've gotten very little sleep hopefully uh you know as we discuss what's going to move forward um people will get a better sense of what to expect over the next month uh, because free agency is wildly like two weeks away. So um, Mike Kafka, Mike Kafka was the was the first of I hope a, f- a few anecdotal stories that I can sprinkle out throughout this episode. I can't wait to hear more. I am so proud of the fact that Seth and I at least both got in the play calling uh, division of your uh, of your story <laughs> there. And yeah, I mean, there's gonna be. There's going to be so much that we can talk about. Of course, you can read what uh, what Nate has written so far this off season and what they've you know from. Well, I want to talk about the Veach and Reed pressers, mm-hmm. um, and more interestingly, the Veach and Reed little scrums you guys got off to the side because I heard that audio. We and there was some stuff in there that I thought was good. We are back. <laughs> We're back. We got scrums again. We got scrums. They they dropped a bunch of the COVID rules today. Yeah. You getting back in the locker room, Nate? Is the, are the locker rooms going to open the, back up? Are they, hold the, on, time out. Are the Chiefs going to open up? Therein lies the very interesting question. Because, yeah. 
sources with knowledge of the situation are led to believe. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just got, I just got, I just got violently aroused just because I heard the phrase sources say, and I just, I, every time I see that on Twitter here on a podcast, I have to lay down for a little while. With, with, with the information at hand at this time, at this juncture, at this, what word choice do I want to use (laughs) at this crosswords? Um, crossroads, crosswords. Uh, at this, I think crosswords is actually kind of at this intersection. Uh huh. We might get some get some locker room access. (laughs) You may. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't hate. We might. I I can live with. We might. Maybe. Uh, I let me just tell you. I have built. A wildly successful marriage on maybe. <laughs> and so you know what? I'll take those chances. I'll take those chances all day. Now, will it be me in the locker room? No. But other people being in the locker room is something that I'm excited about. Because, Nate, that's been one thing, man. It's been sad watching you be sad. When every time we're like, wow, what about this, this, and this? And you're like, man, it sure would be nice if I could ask that player about that. Um, that would and ask be, it, it, it would be nice. yeah, and ask it respectfully, man to man, and you know, uh, you know, find the truth in in things uh, that hopefully serve fans, the audience, readers. Uh, yeah, um, it, that would that would be nice. So, thank you, Seth, for reminding me yet again why why this job slightly matters. Yes, it does matter slightly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, slightly. Yeah, we can go with slightly. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> there are lots of jobs that matter. There, there, you know, there are jobs that matter less. I'll say that there are worse jobs. Mm. You know, sillier, sillier, sillier mm. existences we could lead. Mm-hmm. I once saw a video of um... Seth's a lawyer though. Seth protects children, so it's a tough. It's a <laughs> well, tough. It depends on how you show. view it. Some people feel like I, you know, rip children away from their parents. So just depends on who you yeah. ask, right? Maybe, tomato, tomato. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm doing aggregate harm. Uh, who's to say? <laughs> yeah. I, me, I'm to say. I'm telling you that it's better. I, I once saw a video of a dude that was standing behind um, uh, Terry Crews um, with Brooklyn Nine-Nine of Brooklyn. Yeah, because you guys probably don't know who that is. What is wrong with me? Anyway, I, I'm sorry. I turned <laughs> 37 and now I'm just it's... like over explaining everything. And so... Wow, you're wow, Seth. You're ten years older than I. I am. am okay. This is derailing us, but I am. You could be my dad. <laughs> you know, look. You think that's funny? I'm gonna depress everyone in this room right now with some stories. No, no, so no. Please don't. Please don't. You're just an old man. I am. I'm so old. But this is one thing that's interesting for me. Year thirty-seven. That is the age my father-in-law was when I met him. When I, you know, I was 22 and I met Jazz. So he was, oh. he was 18 when Jazz was born. And then Jazz had Tucker, you know, a little young and like you do. And and so he's 37 when I met him. And that has been, Oof. my wife is disgusted by me now. Like, <laughs> I, I said that we were at the birthday thing and I was laughing and joking around. I was sitting there talking about <laughs> uh, his name's Nick. Nick, you would never listen to the show. Shout out to you. You are an awesome human. And I just love having you as a father-in-law. And I can say all that sincerely because you will literally never listen to this show. Um, <laughs> and I'm talking to him and I, we, I was doing some math. And I was like, man, Nick, you want to hear something crazy? And I, I was like, yeah, you know, you, you were 37 when I met you. I turned 37. 
And he was like, wow. And he like thought it was really funny. And so then he like the room was starting to quiet down and I really wasn't paying attention. I turned and looked and my wife was looking at me like I had just put on 700 pounds and covered myself <laughs> in mayo or something. Like she was so disgusted by me. So yeah. Anyway. Well, look, I I know, listen, I, I know that you don't want to give parenting advice if you don't have kids. And you don't want to give marriage advice if you're not married. So I understand where I'm coming sure. from on this. But Seth, if you want to get that spark back alive, if you consider just going, hey, honey, sources are telling me. <laughs> sources are telling me that there's a possibility that you may consider saying how you doing to me later tonight, but are unsure and will decide later. <laughs> Sources, sources close yeah. to the situation. Sources, which I mean, makes sense. If someone cited close sources far from the situation, everyone would be like, "Well, that's dumb." Um, but <laughs> the, the, the thing I was gonna say was, I saw a video of, of Terry Crews. He was like about to cross a street or something, and there was a dude behind him, like brushing him off, like with like a lint roller looking thing. And I was just what? like, "No, now that is a pointless job." Like. So we are, we're above. You went so far from yeah, that. Yeah. No, we went away. My favorite episodes are the ones Ooh. we're like 13 minutes in. We've lost everyone but the diehards. Because then. It's okay. They got a great Mike Kafka story out of the gate. Like Ooh. an actual little thing. Hey, oh, you know what? I'm looking at combine results as they come out. And Traylon Burks is having a pretty bad combine. Maybe he falls to the, to the you know, 29th slot. Yeah, I would say I would say there's no way that you should be drafted in the top 29 picks. But hey, beat beat no beat. Chance. Continue to be optimistic. Oh man, I don't know anything. So it's, it's going to be one of those shows. Um, but I I do. Seth, are you going to add something there? Is he, he he's one of the good ones, drag right? Us farther afield. Yes, yes, I don't know anything about yes. this guy. I don't know. It's dude. It's March third. I come okay. back in a month. Um, we'll start taking. Listen, I also I don't want to. I don't actually want to brush off actual yes. people who and yeah he, he should be a he should, i think that's fair um i don't want to brush up people who are eventually going to come here for lots of draft talk it's just not we're just not there yet but yeah i, I think i think he's a he's one of the first round receivers right i don't know things will things will change in the, ne- in the next month when guys aren't playing any football so i don't i don't i don't get into uh mock draft predicting just yet Personally, we'll mm-hmm. get there though, folks. If you want, if yeah. you got a draft question, you want to know some draft crushes, we will spend some time on that on this show. It just won't be today. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, you know, it, it's better if you do it after like the first or second wave of free agency. Just FYI. Yeah, that would that will probably help. Um, but the things from the combine so far, Nate, I'll let you I'll let you set up and knock down what you want to where you want to go here. But we heard from Brett Veach and and uh, and and Andy yep. Reid. Uh, Andy Reid opened his press conference by he just just thirty straight seconds of going, come on, yep. really? Are you come come on? I, Which was kind of out of when, character. When I listened him, but, when I listened back um, to it on my uh, on my own recording device, I was like, audibly, I was like, wow, <laughs> to myself, <laughs> like wow, we're starting here. Uh, but yes. Andy Reid, Andy Reid at the top of his his podium availability wasn't even asked about. It. He said, "I just I want to start with some real disappointed dad energy." <laughs> Eric Bieniemy and I are cool, and Mahomes is like some, and we're running it back with this end crew. So obviously, what's wrong with you people? I'm paraphrasing. That was the gist of the the open there. Uh, but I thought that we got some some interesting stuff from Brett Veach, some some great stuff that you guys got 
off to the side afterwards. So what, uh, what, what do you think is important for people to know in addition to what they can uh, be reading up on? Yeah, yeah, no, um, you, you set it up, uh, correctly there, Josh, by the way, uh, cause I don't, I can't remember if it was our last episode, if people have listened back to it, but how about this guy's a reporter who reported things, um, was accurate. Uh, like with their name on well, it. Well, I mean, there's that. Right. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> let's start with the idea that um, the Chiefs are one of the most irrelevant teams at the combine, which is kind of amazing. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't stress this enough to Chiefs fans. Your team does not matter this week. Like it's it's a good thing, I think, by and large, because obviously they're not in the quarterback market. Um, they are not a number of teams that I've talked to, um, both from reporter and, you know, within other team staffs about like the quarterback carousel, which, by the way, not as not as as exciting as it was two years ago when I was here for the for the uh, combine in Indianapolis. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away so far and I'm going to have obviously more conversations uh, after we're recording this was just Thursday um march 3rd and then i'll be here through most of the weekend is this defense is going to look um vastly different uh would be my Mm. would be my first overarching like um me processing it as i'm listening to it both on the record and obviously um wherever i am in indianapolis but uh they need they need to really draft well and it and it's something that i'm going to write uh, probably uh, later, either later this week or early next week. But just you know, quietly, the second, third, and fourth round will be where the Chiefs succeed or fail in this draft. Um, and I think Veach kind of hinted at that on Tuesday. Um, from Andy Reid's perspective, as I wrote in the Athletic, Josh, my feeling is Andy Reid got exactly what he wanted um, with having Nagy, Bienemy, Mahomes. Like there, there is, there is. Obviously, a reason why you would want continuity when you've been out here being a top five, top six offense um, in the Mahomes era, even dating back to when Nagy was Alex Smith's uh, coordinator. Um, but now comes the hard part, which is uh, getting into the scheme evaluation, knowing that you still have pieces that you need to like sprinkle in on offense, but you need to start evolving again, uh, which is what they did when – Nagy left to be the Bears head coach um, with EB and Kafka sort of having more of a prominent role in the offense to help Mahomes develop quickly. Um, So Andy Reid gets what he wants, but here comes the hard part where the offense can't be the same as last year. And at least Andy Reid is acknowledging that versus what happened, I think, the last two offseasons, which is if we just have these guys and it's my scheme, we can score regardless, no matter who we're playing. And that's 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 a bit of an arrogant look at football when football forces you to adjust and to evolve over time. Uh, you mentioning Matt Nagy did help me realize this is the first show we've done since his return as well. BNME, we, I guess, sort of addressed and we talked about that plenty. Don't feel like we need mm-hmm. to relitigate that. Eric right. BNME's back as the OC, uh, but, Matt, but Matt Nagy is the Chiefs' new quarterbacks coach. Um, I don't know if there's something there that you think people need to know, Nate and, and Seth. I don't know if you have a take on that at all, if anything moves the needle for you there. But I, we, we should take a second on that. Um, I mean, again, you say it's what Andy Reid wanted. You get the continuity. You lay that all out. I, I imagine that you were not surprised when that was the hire. No, it was expected the moment. Uh, I, I should have 
I don't know. If, I don't know. You try to be reasonable and, and, and well-sourced with these things. but You my, try to be reasonable and well-sourced. Yes, yes, yes. But my understanding was, uh, and I wrote this yesterday, but that Kafka leaving and Nagy being fired led to the idea of, like, does Nagy want to coach next season? And that was a real question mm-hmm. that he had to ask. And maybe, maybe you'll read that later in the athletic.com at, at a Ooh. at an undisclosed time during this offseason. But um, with Biennemi coming back, and let me say this, being willing to work with somebody that he respects, that he admires, that he's had success with in the past, this person is also not named Andy Reid, it's Eric Biennemi, um, mm-hmm. These men understanding that they can have a similar roles, but those roles are different than the previous iteration of this quartet that I, that I sort of wrote about. Um, all that leads me to believe is that Nagy was convinced of coming back this year versus maybe doing a Doug Peterson, which is let me just mm-hmm. like let me just turn my brain off and let me just take a break and like maybe I'll get back into it. You know the next coaching cycle, um, yeah. but Bienemy and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes all signing off on it led to be a pretty easy decision for Nagy. Um, but I'm I'm fascinated to hear what Seth thinks about this. With me understanding that the offense can't be the same, even when Nagy was here in 2017. It's worth noting that the offense right now is not the same as it was in 2017. And right. that's important for people to note. I, I hear a lot of, from people about Reed needing to adjust and that he doesn't really alter his offense. Um, he does year by year. I mean, it's but it's maybe not as much in season as people would like. And there's partly a reason for that because he just has a lot of rollouts for his offense over the course of the year. And I mean, you saw the Chiefs offense adjust down the stretch last year. Um, now, some might argue that it didn't adjust enough. And I understand that. That, that certainly makes sense. Um, and they've got an offseason to explore the core principles. But, I mean, here's what I would say with, with Nagy. He left after the 2017 season, right? So he was never, like, because people, oh, well, he only had success because of Mahomes. Well, he wasn't the coordinator with mm-hmm. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He was only OC for 2017, if I'm remembering correctly. Co-OCs with Brad Childress the year before. Remember Brad Childress? <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> and 2007, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why, but the way you asked that just slayed me. Um, the So the 2017 was, I think, some of the most impressive work schematically the offense has done. Just, just because of what they got out of Alex Smith, how they adjusted. They, that was the year they were like, holy crap, with what they had in Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um, and, and to be fair, like t- the NFL, it took the NFL till this last year to adjust to Tyreek Hill, which is hilarious, but that's just how it is. And, you know, Kelsey was healthy. I mean, it, it really was a, a good offense, a really good offense, but they really got the most out of Alex Smith. They, they helped create easy looks in some ways. And the thing that's worth noting is he's not going to be the offensive coordinator. He's going to be working with Alex Smith and, or Alex Smith, he's gonna be working with Patrick Mahomes and contributing in that aspect. So I don't know how much it changes schematically other than having a voice in the room that's now been on another team for a couple of years, really seen the NFL from another angle and has seen what doesn't work, which was what he was doing. Like, right. I mean, like that's, 
with, he, with, he didn't lesser, handle with lesser with lesser talent. Yes, with lesser talent for sure. But like he didn't like adjust his offense enough for Fields, and like the, you you see some stuff that can happen there in terms of you know OC head coach QB coach. But you know that Mahomes likes him. You know that Andy Reid respects him. That's enough for me. And the fact that he did really good work with the Chiefs last time, and he's not going to be the play caller. He's not going to be any of this, but he will be another seasoned, experienced voice in the room who knows what he's talking about. And I that can only be a good thing. I think Chiefs fans right now are burned out by the idea of, you know, status quo as instead of, you know, it used to be, oh, this continuity is great. Now it's like, oh, we need to change up status quo after a, like the fourth year in a row. They had a top three offense in, in DVOA, which yep. I, I, so that that's I think Nagy is catching some of the um, some strays from people being a little trigger happy to try to move on from Eric B. That's that's honestly what I think is going on there. The most distilled version of my take right along that line, Seth, is that if they would have had a good second half against the Bengals or if they would have even lost the the uh, Bills game because they lost the coin toss in overtime or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, it, we would be talking about continuity, not staleness. Like that's just I, I think that the, the word choices there are very tainted by the final results and absolutely not as much about the process as a whole. And it, absolutely. And we talked about this here. Like, yes, Andy Reid. Like, I don't think Andy Reid did anything wrong necessarily schematically in that second half. I think philosophically, maybe. And I don't know if Nagy or Biennemi changes that. You know, it, they could bring on anyone as an OC. And I don't know if that means Andy Reid's going to run the ball more with a lead. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that's going to happen. But I mean, schematically, we've talked about this. Uh, McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson both came open a couple times yep. in, in ways. And I don't just mean, oh, there were a couple guys open the entire half. No, I mean like game altering potential plays. Patrick Mahomes played a bad half of football. That's what happened. There's some other stuff there. They could have done more to protect him for sure. But ultimately, Andy Reid has always trusted Mahomes to shoot out of slumps. And you know how many times that's worked? Basically every other time in four years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it. But anyway, that's just, it's just worth noting. Yes, they do need to change some things up. But those things, in my opinion, are, are they're partly schematic. And then everyone's freaking out because of quotes from Eli Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this idea, <laughs> like, uh, this, this whole, well, I'll say it's clear that he's got our entire offense dissected. For one, that's not even what he said in the interview. He said that they had a tell. Is this show okay, getting angrier good. or are we getting angrier? What's happening? The, I'm getting angrier. But so th- there needs to be some freshness. They need to change some things up. But they have changed stuff up in their offense every season. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure they'll do it again this season and maybe have a little bit of a philosophical change. I answered way longer than I meant to. On well, that's okay because one of the things from, from Reed's pressers, and you've got uh, at least a, a, some of the quotes from that in this story that you wrote here, Nate, um, he, he talked, I thought, pretty interestingly about the scheme evaluation that the Chiefs have gone through. I think they said they started like a week or two ago, um, the second half of yeah. the AFC championship game. I also believe that both of those were little, uh, those were the scrum conversations where just only listening to the audio, especially when he's talking about Eric Bieniemy. Andy Reid got had a little had a little a little snip to him. Not not in a way that felt disrespectful mm-hmm. or whatever through the audio, but like there was a little mm-hmm. bit of like, yeah, man, what do you want me to tell you? Eric Bieniemy's not getting this job, and Nagy and Doug Peterson did. He didn't say their names like that, but it, that was the read that I took on one of those clips. Um, so I don't yeah. know. You, you tell right. me what you think there, but but with with what uh, you know, Seth leading you up to the scheming vowels in the second half of the Bengals game, or something else from Andy Reid that you think people ought to know about. 
Uh, from the Schemy Vals or yeah, I think. Uh, I just thought he was. In, I thought I thought he was pretty free flowing with some info there, yes, more so than yes, on an Andy yeah. Reid scale. On an Andy Reid scale, yes, uh, yes, and that yes, he was yes. no, he was he was a lot more interesting out at the podium. Right, and and part of that is because uh, he's talking to people that obviously have covered the team for um, quite a while, including including yep. myself. So, um, you know, I know some people wrote about this. That's fine. He he intimated that like yeah, Anthony Hitchens is not coming back. It's he's mm-hmm. he's he's not. Um, he said that he thought McCole Hartman had real growth in the second half of last season, um, and that sort of gives me an idea of like think of another type of receiver, whether in the draft or in free agency, um, and use that information uh, as best you can. Um, but the idea that like, hey, we figured out what McColl is, where we can most use him to be effective for the offense, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is coaching. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're if they know now, then keep accentuating that, and then find another receiver that can do some other things uh, that may help this new uh, wrinkled offense or new, you know. Just any anything that they want to try to get to from the scheme evaluation, and obviously, obviously mentioning matching the other player skill set that may be joining the team, um, probably in wave two or three or free agency. Just want to let the, I just mm-hmm. want to let everybody know out here, everyone I've talked to. Okay, this is like story number two. Everyone I've talked to has quietly been like, "How much cap space do they have?" <laughs> and I was like. Well, they could have like 50 to 60, depending on what they want to do. Obviously, that involves Frank Clark um, and a, a someone employed by another team said. Everybody kind of knows that, like, yes, they could create cap space, but teams are getting a sense that 2023 is probably where the Chiefs want to take a big swing next, potentially in free agency. Now, things could change, but the question was, how much cap space they got? And I was like, hey, man, like they could have 50 to 60, depending on how you look at it. How much they need. <laughs> but Clark Hunt is the finance committee head. <laughs> and I'm sure Clark Hunt knows something happening in 2023. Mm-hmm. And based on needs, this might not be the best free agency that they, you know, can exploit to the highest degree. Um, and the person employed by another team said, I'd be surprised if they made any major moves um, in the first wave of free agency. And then Brett Veach kind of confirmed that yeah so 2023 by the way uh aj brown debo samuel calvin ridley all scheduled to be hey 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 hey, 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 what what you doing (laughs) i've never been more convinced that they're making a big move in 2022 (laughs) that's because i really want them to so um that's you that's sorry, an you interesting that point. Brett, you don't think that Brett Veach is it uh, a truth telling man at the podium every time? You know he's getting better at GM speaking. He is. Me. me too. It's man. it's I, it's I scary. It. It's scary, guys. Yeah, makes me sad. It's like, come, 
Come on, man. Remember when you used to say, like, you know what we ought to do is sign a left tackle, and then you did it? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, well, Brett, you probably should have disguised that. And then he started disguising that. You know, you made just on a, an interesting note with McCole Hardman, because you mentioned that, and then I got interested. Mm-hmm. He, if you, I'm trying to take out tight ends here. So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tight ends above him. I'm looking at total receiving yards last year. He was in the low 40s in the NFL in receiving yards. Like, if you're talking about wide receivers, he would have been like, I think, 42nd out of receivers, huh, okay. which sounds which sounds bad, I guess. But not when you think about the fact that there's 32 teams in the NFL. All of them have mm-hmm. a number one wide receiver who gets a certain mm-hmm. number of targets. And then there's 32 more number two receivers. And he really, for a guy that doesn't get talked about as a, a as much as a number two receiver, to be ranked 42nd, that's really good when you're the third target on your team. It's just something worth noting. Did McCool, has he developed into a complete tree route runner? No. Has he become a pretty important part of the Chiefs offense and a significant weapon? Yes, absolutely. And so it's worth noting. I just thought that was interesting that you put that out there. And I thought I would kind of like just so people understand, like when you're talking in terms of productivity, McCole Hardman's been really productive for, for a number three guy. And that's just at least worth noting that this in 2021, he can he was he was more productive than he's ever been. Yes, and that's just and worth noting as they figure out the next step, because they do need to take a next step there. Correct. And, and Josh, where was he taken in the draft? I'd be in the second round of that. I don't remember what specific pick, but it'd be in the second round. OK, I just I just know that that's where the I'm ready to was. be heard again. Yeah. I, you know, OK. <laughs> I, I, I do want you guys to know that I kind of went down a rabbit hole after that Burke stuff and not really knowing anything about it. So I watch his highlights. Wow, that guy can play. Holy crap. Um, but also didn't there's test very well. So yeah, yeah, you maybe should he can't play. Yeah. No, but I, I made a mistake. Um, someone someone posted like Jamison Williams highlights fastest receiver in the draft. And I was like, well, that's probably an exaggeration. And now mm-hmm. I have fallen into the trap and I will not be happy unless the Chiefs do anything but draft Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Hey, shh. everybody. Time out. Can't edit all this out. Edit all this out. Can't don't let anybody hear this. Guys, huddle up. Listen. If we want to talk about and cover Jamison Williams on a regular basis on this podcast, we got to do our part, okay? Look, there is some of that that highlight that came out, like, oh, look at how good his rehab is going. We gotta, we gotta crush him, okay? He can't, uh, uh-uh. uh, his knee's gonna explode. Whatever, he's not that fast. He's not that talented. It says six three here. I've heard he's more of a five ten kind of guy. Mm. We got to do our part to get him to fall. He is not a top twenty nine pick, no matter what. Okay, all right, everybody on the same page here. We gotta get, we gotta get our bleep together, guys. We can't just be. Hyping up I, I, prospects, they're gonna get drafted too high. We gotta help them drop to the Chiefs. Can can we can we find a a, a grumpy Nick Saban uh, clip somewhere? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'll get on that. He'll say, you know, oh, you know Traylon's doing an okay job. Whatever it is, we're, we'll get that covered. No, tra- I said Traylon. That's the. I mean, he, he did. He, I just I mean, he did. I mean, he did switch schools. I mean, that's. Ooh, I mean, he God, doesn't, God, he doesn't God love the game. Forbid. He doesn't, he doesn't I mean, love the God game. God forbid he moved from one school to another. He might enter the transfer portal at the NFL. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm going to, 
Okay, I'm going to I'm going to call us back in and this will none of this will have made the podcast of course because it will have been edited out as obviously I intended it to be. And then I'm just going to go ahead and uh, bring us back in here in 3 2 1. I agree Seth, Jameson Williams sucks. He should like a day 3 flyer maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well you know with fast guys all it's like yeah, but can he play football? Exactly. Like, oh cool. And, oh, he's a track star. Awesome. How many yeah. track stars are playing football? Zero. They're track stars. Yeah. I can't catch. Yeah, why don't why don't we go sign Usain Bolt? Yeah, why don't we? Might, might as well. My car can drive 70 miles an hour. Might as well it, sign it at wide receiver. Actually, might as well. I mean, my, That's a good idea. My car would be a pretty incredible wide receiver. <laughs> I mean, like, if that were allowed, I mean, you know, you just get the quarterback to <laughs> dump it through a window. And so, okay. So <laughs> From the was, producers was, <laughs> of Airbud, a new a new take on a classic sta- uh, classic tale. <laughs> Airbag bud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. I'm but, just glad I got a name for it before I before the bit died. Yep, yep. Uh, <sighs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all... It's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Somebody needs to make art for bag, bud, please. (laughs) Hey, I I have, speaking of games, I have a game. 
Ooh, okay. I have a game. So as some of you know, I am the uh, editor of the Chief of the North newsletter. Yeah. Um, editor, ooh, writer. Ooh. Who am I kidding? I don't know. Sole proprietor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm CEO. The, I'm the writer and, uh, and occasional proofreader of the Chief of the North newsletter. I tell you what, man, I, would, I wouldn't put that one on your resume, just to be honest. Yeah, no, the editor portion. Well, usually by the time I get finished writing something, I'm like, man, I just wrote this. I don't want to read it. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, good no, Lord, that's like 3,000 words. Who wants to read this crap? And then I'm like, oh, wait. Publish. I, I don't want to say that publicly. Um, <laughs> and click. Can't, can't cut this out, too. Yeah. And cut. Okay. And so, so I, I do mailbag sometimes because you know it's a lot of fun. Um, and today's mailbag, I'm playing a, a game called Create the Argument. Mm. And so, what I ask my readers to do is come up with an idea. Um, and, and you know, by the way, you know, bit dot slash Seth really hates money. You can get in, get your comment in there, and you know, maybe win some Super Bowl confetti. Who knows? Um, and so, someone just gives an idea. And I will create an argument for it because lawyers are mercenaries that don't actually believe in anything. And so <laughs> we can create an argument for anything virtually. And I, I please don't test me on something that's going to get me in trouble, Josh. Like, just don't. Thank you. I haven't I haven't said anything. <laughs> and but so, he's thought it. He, he, but he has, <laughs> he has thought it. Yes. And so my, my readers are just giving me ideas, and the goal is we have to come up with an argument for it, okay? So just, you, you, you don't, doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not agree with it, okay? You've got to come mm-hmm. up with an argument justifying okay. it. And I've got sure. a couple of these that, that intrigue me. So I basically, Josh, I have seized the wheel. <laughs> Since we started, fine. we started talking about cars, and I was like, you know what would be cool? If I took the wheel and just drove off with this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> left you by the side of the road saying, huh, that's he, he, he took my podcast. No, that's OK. I, no, I do. I do this all the time. I do the hosting, you know, steering all the time. You want to grab the wheel a little bit? I'll hop into the back seat, kick my feet up and get ready to defend some bad takes. Yeah, but just be ready to jump up and grab the wheel at any moment here because you and me both know I am not equipped <laughs> for this. So, okay. so uh, we're, we're going to create a couple of arguments. There's a few of these that, I mean, yeah. So the first one, you have to defend it and come up with a scenario for it. Are you gonna Are you gonna pitch this to me and like me or Nate for each one? Do we need a Jeopardy style buzz in? What do you, How are we doing? Oh this? man, see, this is exactly. See, you reached up from the back seat and said, "Oh, easy there, buddy." <laughs> I, that left no, lane's not yours. To, I, I had the GPS on my phone. I was like, "I think we ought to either let's, take this exit or this exit." All right, let's let let's do let's just do a couple where you you both get to answer one at a time. And as great. is Ooh. the tradition in this podcast, I'll start with Nate. Okay, great. All okay. right, so. Nate, you have to come up with a with a scenario for it. Make a good argument for it. Oh, so here it is. Stop wasting roster spots on punter slash kicker slash holder. Always oh. go for it on fourth down. Two point conversions, pooch kicks everywhere, and add three more skill position players. Create an argument for it. Now look, <laughs> Brendan Staley has done some things that we ought to consider. But I mean. Only to the point where we can push it another two steps. Innovation isn't about incremental growth. It's about just shooting your you know what and letting it go. All mm-hmm. right. So let it fly. Let it fly with, with this with this part. Do you have the most talented quarterback? Yes. Why can't we give him four downs to go ten or more yards? Um 
we all know Andy Reid, Eric Enemy, used to be Mike Kataka, now it's Matt Nagy. They got all the, the short yardage plays. Will they work all the time? Of course not. But the 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 percentage <laughs> is pretty high, kids. Uh now punting, we just bring in Blake Bell and he does everything. All right. He just he pooch punts, yeah. he takes direct snaps, he does quarterback sneaks from tight end positions, so we ought to call it the tight end sneak a sneak. But all I want to say is they could probably average 31 points next season and not 28.2 mm-hmm. if we gave them mm-hmm. just just four downs. Four downs with the most talented quarterback in the league. Now, now if there are other circumstances, could I – could could we call Harrison Bucker? Um, or will he be too? Will he? Will this be too of a of a front to him? Oh yeah, he might not be willing to take the call because yeah, that that end of game kick is is the one thing where you're like, uh. yeah, you know what? I'll take Blake my turn. Bell. Yeah, I'll take my turn now. Hey guys, you know when they're not going to need an end of game field goal when they've scored fifty points every <laughs> week because super offense has been built. Do you know who can take one of those special spots there? By the way, cut all the special teamers. Special teams aren't happening anymore. Sorry, Dave Toad, appreciate your time <laughs> wow. here. But we don't need any of them anymore. We are filling out the roster. You know how we're going to do it? Hey, Chiefs, go ahead and call the Buffalo Bills. See what it would take. Washington did it. You guys do it too. See what it would take to get Josh Allen. He ain't playing. He's not playing at all. Maybe you put him at tight end, but you know what he's not doing? Playing for the Buffalo Bills. You can put him on your roster and still break even. Go go ahead, go ahead and... and Bring in every quarterback that you can find. Go go find the money. Go make it work because then no one else is going to have a quarterback. You're going to have all the quarterbacks and still a fully functioning roster. And then Patrick Mahomes will be the one actually playing quarterback. God forbid he gets hurt. Backup Josh Allen can come in for a little bit. Maybe, maybe Josh Allen could do some punts and kicks. He seems like he'd be okay at that if you gave him a full training camp. Train Josh Allen <laughs> to be your one your, your one fourth down bot. He'll be allowed to, to sneak it as well, of course, Ooh. unlike Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> He's just your fourth down specialist. Is he going to kick it is he gonna punt it is he gonna run it is he gonna throw it you never know because josh allen and patrick mahomes are on the same football team i thought you were gonna give us a hard I, one I, I, okay okay all right we've got i've got a hard one for you and remember the game is you have to I have to argue, argue. for it yep. yeah and you and you knew it was gonna go this direction by the way i was gonna save this one for last but you knew it was gonna go to this one the chiefs have climbed the mountain they've won a super bowl now it's time to trade Patrick Mahomes. Make it make sense and what it would take. So am I arguing on am I arguing this with the with the thought process that they have won the 2022 Super Bowl? No, they already won one back in 19. Nate, you should have oh, been oh, there. It was great. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't trade away a two-time championship quarterback <laughs> and get more picks. One and done. Oh, okay. One and done. Fine. Um the argument for it is this. It's a team sport, and we're about to put out a roster that was better than Jimmy Garoppolo has ever been the quarterback for. I need all picks. All of them. All of them. Which one's all of them? Okay? All the picks. Which year's all of them? Okay? All of them. Now, with this in mind, the argument is I could just go sign Derek Carr next year. And he better than Jimmy yep. Garoppolo, and our roster is going to be even more stacked than what my what Kyle Shanahan was doing. I almost called him Mike Shanahan. Wow, that was that was sort of my childhood sneaking through. But <laughs> you know, 
I see what Kyle's doing. I see him increasing the difficulty level to all Madden for God knows why. But hey, I see you out there, dog. And I'm going to join in, all right? You in, you in that conference, we in this conference. We're going to give Patrick Mahomes to the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to trade Russell Wilson mm. to the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to sign Derek Carr off waivers. And I need every pick. Which ones? All of them. Okay. Maybe the oh. duration of the contract. Uh, who's to say? Um, it'll help you fill out your 53-man roster in other ways and means. But um, I would like to have all picks for the next three years. So here's how I – listen, for mine, I understand. Like this is We're playing a game here, and I'm going to say – I'm going to make my phone call to Roger Goodell. If I'm Clark Hunt, I'm going to say, hey, listen, man, I've been here. You know, I'm, I'm signing your checks, really, if you think about it. Here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to help me go ahead and you know uh, invent a little bit of a new, a new ecosystem here, but I think it's going to work. The Chiefs are going to trade Patrick Mahomes, hear me out, to the NFC East. Now, that's going to be pick five and seven this year. That's the Giants. They've got both of those. Come back around. Washington's got 11. The Eagles have 15 and 16 and 19. The Cowboys are down there at 24. I don't care if the Cowboys really participate in this or not. They can decide they want to keep Dak. That's fine. Those other three teams, though, they each get, and maybe the Cowboys get the one because you got 17 regular season games now. Mm -hmm. They each get equally proportioned games of Patrick Mahomes. They have to figure out, is it going to be, you know, week one, week three, week seven, or is it going to be three weeks in a row, three weeks? In a row? That's up to them. They got to figure that out. That, they got to figure that before they, we do this. But I'll be taking all of your first round picks from your entire division for uh, this year. And then also all of the rest of your picks for the entirety of the rest of the draft. And also the entire drafts for the next five seasons. Now in that the chiefs are going to have so much draft capital that they could actually then go find one of those teams to backstab the rest of the division. They offer to give back seven first round picks for Patrick Mahomes. Now they have Mahomes back, the salary cap stuff all figures out and they actually have like three entire drafts from one division. You know this what? Man, this, this man, I'm not saying that's mafia-esque, but <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm, yeah, let me just look at the, I got a board over here, let me look and see Are mm, those checkers over there? Nope, that's chess We're that's, playing chess out here That is that is some 3D chess And <laughs> I I love it You you guys made arguments that one could I mean, you know, you'd have to change the nature of the NFL for yours, Josh But you know what? It Patrick makes Mahomes sense. has already done that once, Seth <laughs> Yeah I, I, I thought about this a lot and I think, I think a team would have to give me every single draft pick they have for the next at least five seasons for me to even take five seconds on it. And then I'd still say no. Seven seasons, maybe. Ooh, and then like ooh. every player on a, currently on a rookie contract. Like imagine, yeah, imagine yeah, they'd, your, they'd have to throw in a player or two as well. Like no, I mean, I mean all of, <laughs> I mean all of them. Like I'm gonna go find a team. <laughs> Where all of a sudden you have you you have a an embarrassment of riches. You got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Jesse Bates and I guess Joe Burrow also. Like, let's talk to the Bengals. There you go. We're gonna need we're gonna need seven <laughs> drafts and all of your young players. That would basically be the only way you could even consider it, really, would be if you had a really, really good young quarterback in the mix. And that way also the Chiefs could finally get a good young cerebral quarterback, which is so no, important. No, I will not oh. I will not. I won't do it. That was rough. I, has anyone ever noticed that cerebral is just what we do when a player doesn't have an obvious 
amount of physical gifts. Mm-hmm. We just stuck, we just call him cerebral. That's yep. it's kind of a backhanded compliment. And by that, I mean, it's more of an insult, really. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's kind of like when people see me with jazz, she is, and they're like, you, you, oh, you knew man, we were coming dude. here. You, you knew this is where the destination <laughs> yes. was. You knew I'm that. Pulling. I was like, oh, oh, yes, that feels right. Yes. Oh, I'm looking around, and yes, this this appears to be my neighborhood. This appears to be my neighborhood. But like when people are like, oh, you must really make her laugh. Yes. It's like, I see exactly what you're saying. And yes, yes, I do. So, but anyway, so I, I know, I know we're running low on time, but the, you guys are both the winners and um, I don't know. You you guys now have lifetime subscriptions to the Chief of the North newsletter. Well <laughs> yes. I pay for mine. Yes. So I yeah, I know. Refund. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get on that. We covered some ground there. That was good. That's a good game, Seth. I appreciate you bringing it to the show. That was, that was, it was, you know, it was nice to finally not have to be the one doing all the hard work on this show, you know? <laughs> it was bound to happen uh, eventually. So, uh, with, uh, with all of that there out, out in the universe, something that we can't take back and, uh, everything else we've gotten to this point from the combine, from the Chiefs getting their coaching staff almost completely figured out. It, it here's, here's one other thing that we haven't really talked about specifically. Brett Veach straight up said they're going to tag Orlando Brown Jr. Like almost certainly it took him mm-hmm. very little on that. Uh, he was asked like a two parter on Orlando Brown and Tyron Matthew. And he was like, yeah, we're probably going to tag Brown and we'll get that figured out then. And then, you know, Tyron, well, we love Tyron. We love having Tyron around. Tyron loves being here. Yeesh. My question is if you guys have ever, I was going to say if you've ever talked about one of your mutual friends um, around mm-hmm. each other, and now I'm making this myself, which is really going to be, this is going to be bad for my ego, but you're, you're having a conversation with a friend about a mutual friend of yours, like, oh man, well, well I mean, like, I love Josh. Like, yeah, no, yeah, no, me guy. too. Josh is great. Yeah, is he, so is, are you going to have him over on Thursday? Well, so, you know, I'm trying to figure out how many people we can have and how much, you know, how much food we're going to get. And, you know, we're going to be able to have some sugar-free soda out there because he's kind of a diva, am I right? And like, haha, yeah. But no, I love Josh. I mean, he's, he's a salt great, of he's the a earth. great guy. Oh. Salt of the earth, fellow. I'd really love to have him around. We're not sure what his schedule is going to be, and I haven't picked a <laughs> final time for the party. <laughs> That's what the Tyron Matthew discourse feels like to me at this point. Yes. Or... A, or a soon-to-be ex. When you talk, yep. we've all had a conversation with that dude when he was with someone that we thought, man, this person seems like a really great fit for you. Seems like a really good person. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. Um, yeah, yeah you know, she's kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you can just, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great though. I mean, awesome. Yeah, our family's great. Um, yeah, you know, it's just you know, we'll see. It's only been a couple of years, and you know, I, I'm pretty young and. It feels like that to me too, and you summed that up so well because we've all had that conversation where it's like, oh, oh, like look, 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 look. I mean, if Jerry and Jeffy and Jimmy can't make the party, then I think that, I think Josh will definitely be here. It's just we gotta. I did ask Jerry and Jimmy and Jeffy first, and I want to see if they're gonna come or not. And we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I'll let you know. I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. <sighs> you know, if we is had that, caps, if, if if we had, this is a literal quote. If. Uh, this was a a pair. I'm paraphrasing the literal quote. <sighs> if we had unlimited cap space, then maybe we could get something done. That's what he said, y'all. Yep. I everything that I'm hearing makes me feel like the the the, the negotiations have gone a certain way. That's uh, that. Can, it, can 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 I can I add to your point? This, yes, this, you you have said something that is now 
All right. So uh, this is someone with knowledge of the situation. Oh, yes. Sources. sources. Uh, hashtag sources. Are they close or far? Oh, they're pretty close. Uh, are, they, are they sources with knowledge of the situation? Because if so, I'm going to have to go take a minute. Uh Someone with knowledge of the situation who may yes! or may who may this is one of my fun ones now who may or may be a source. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, it's the best day of my life. They, they, they the the uh, the thing I was told was uh, who represents him. Them knowing what the answer is. I knowing what the answer is. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to work hard enough. Even you can find what the answer is. Who represents Tyron Matthew? What agency is he associated with? And this person I believe said, it's got three letters. And, and, and this person said to me, oh, well, those guys always get paid. Mm. Oof. So now, ladies and gentlemen, you can take that information and go on a little website called Over the Cap, and it looks to be a real nice, sunny $18 million is where we starting. And that's... Yep. You yep. got to say it, Seth. You got to finish your sentence. You got to uh, finish your thought. This also you can read about this in the uh, Chief Winter's letter. Okay, fine. I'll say it. I would rather pay Charvarius Ward, Char- Ward $12 million a year than pay Tyron Matthew $18 or $19 million a year. Um, I think Ward was nearly as good as Matthew last year, who quietly, in my opinion, had his worst year as a chief. And now, according to him, via his Twitter account, he was moved to post safety, so it's not his fault. Fair enough. But maybe there's lots of guys who could play at that level at post safety. Or some who don't cost 18 or 19 million a year and who aren't asking on Twitter to be given the mic and calling the plays. I want to be the green dot. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, this is this is strategic. Uh, some could say it's cryptic. Hey, you would be out here doing this too if you had an understanding that possibly eight million dollars, eighteen million dollars on the year, excuse me, could be on the table, and that's where it's starting. You would be doing this too. Don't don't you <laughs> shake my don't you shake your head at me, sir, ma'am. Ma'am, I know you're putting your hand up, but you would be out here doing this too if you <laughs> knew on March third they could give me eighteen starting. <laughs> but if you give me that green, I gotta but, say but if but it, but, but but if you give me that green dot, it's another thing I can add to my Hall of Fame resume when I wrap yep. this thing up in about FOMO years. Yep. It's not looking good. <laughs> I love making you all play the percentage chance game. Nate, do you have a do you have a percentage chance in your mind that Tyron Matthew is a chief in twenty twenty just in the twenty twenty two season? To say nothing of what you have to take all the information you've got. Uh twenty percent. Whoa. I just rolled my chair backwards out of shock. I'm not far away from the microphone because I've rolled my chair. Away. <laughs> I will. I will give. I, I'll, I'll give mine since uh, since since Josh uh, you know went away. Um, I, I think uh, I, I I think it's more like ten percent at this point. They've made it clear where their priorities are, 
And and I think it's much more likely that Charvarius Ward is back. And honestly, I think that might be the right call. He played really well in 2021. Boy, it's a bummer that this is happening at the end of the show. We really should have done this before I said airbag bud. We should have really done that before airbag bud. Because there's something I'd unpack in there. But we'll probably have we'll have some more time and we'll do another show uh, before too terribly long. But that is, there's something for you all to take home with you from this edition of Times Ours. There's your goodie bag out the door. Uh, so this is a, this show is pretty pessimistic about Tyron Matthews' chances of being back. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can uh, you can read the work from both of these guys. Nate, of course, up on uh, our very own athletic. You can read what he's writing from the combine. There's gonna be more. I'm 100 percent confident. I don't know if you want to tease anything in particular, Nate, but it's coming. <sighs> it's the annual combine. Here's how we wrap it up with all the DBs. Here are all the DBs, and some of my some of my colleagues choose to go home. I choose to stay. Because I identify with mm. DBs. I once played DB at a very, very low level. But you know what? <laughs> DBs like to talk. And DBs have waited all week to talk. And they're still waiting as we're recording this podcast. But Josh, at some point, perhaps in like six to seven weeks, could they draft a DB who I could talk to here at the Combine at a relatively prominent pick in the upcoming draft we'll 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 just wait and see on that i gotta i i I wish i could have credit for whoever it was that tweeted this apologies for only giving you credit in 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 anonymity but somebody i made my joke tweet about jameson williams not being a top 29 pick and someone said i'm 100 percent sure that jameson williams is going to fall to 30 and then the chiefs are going to draft a linebacker that runs a 7 7 (laughs) 40 and that's <laughs> but he's a real thumper. He thumps, okay? He's a real thumper. Speaking of thumpers, you can go read Seth's work at mnchiefsfan.substack.com. You can subscribe there at bit.ly slash Seth really hates money. Some really good stuff there that I thought we'd spend more time talking about today, but instead we play the argument game, which I also really enjoyed. You can go even uh, chime in on the uh, on the mailbag and see if you can give a good take for him to have to defend. Uh, I don't even know if he's still in the Zoom. Seth, you're still in the Zoom? Seth had to go. I thought that he would have had something to say about my thumper <laughs> joke if he was still here. So that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so there you go. Uh, at at, at Real MN Chiefs fan on Twitter, at by Nate Taylor. I'm at JB Briscoe. Nate, get us out of here. All right. So when we return, if Josh will allow me to, I will give another uh, quick stories at the combine. Because it's, again, it's, it's only Thursday. There's still Friday. Um... And so when we when we return, when you hear our voices, I will have perhaps another story, hopefully as good as a Mike Kafka one, but maybe slightly better. Um, but it's it's great to be back. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we all got home safely. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to not get sleep <laughs> to get you a story. Because you're built different. <laughs> exactly.